You're listening to the Ladylike Podcast. Ladylike is the show where funny women tell disgusting stories. I'm your host, Jenna Gephardt. Our live story comes from Mary Z, and she talks about uh, having an itchy pussy throughout her 20s and coming out the other side. This week, I sat down with Olivia Perry, and we talked about the many times she has injured her face. And it's more than it's more than you'd think. You'd think she would learn, but apparently she didn't. Here's Olivia Perry. When I was a freshman in college, I like hooked up with this guy the first week of school, but then like liked someone else, so I was like, I'm not into him. And then coming back the first week after winter break, we were at a party and I was with my crush. And then the guy I'd hooked up with was like blacked out and like tried to kiss me. And I was like, okay, you need to go home. And he's like, come back with me. And I was like, no, no, no. So I was just like, oh, that was weird. And I like told my friend, I'm like, blah, 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 tried to kiss me. So then the next day I'm going to go to a basketball game with my crush when my friend, like I'm going to the bathroom and my friend's like, come over here. We're in our dorm. She's like, come to my room. And I was like... Wait, where did you go to school again? University of Puget Sound in Tacoma. Oh. It's... Um, I needed office. to set the scene for the... Oh, yeah. Sorry. So we're in Tacoma, Washington. <laughs> the year was... 2012. <laughs> in January. Oh, it was about this time. Hmm. Yeah. But so... Don't think anything of it. My, but my friend's like, come to my room right now the next day. And I was like, okay. So I walk in and she's like, look who's here. And I was the guy... And I was like, oh, hey. And she's like, he wants to apologize to you. And I got so uncomfortable that I just, like, didn't say anything and ran down the hallway. And I just, <laughs> You just turned around I and just, ran away? I flew down the hallway. <laughs> I jumped down the stairs going to the outside. And I hit an overhang with my forehead. <laughs> and I just, like, fall to the ground. And my friend, <laughs> my friend comes and finds me and is like... We're going to the hospital. And I was like, let's just chill and sit here. Like, whatever. (laughs) And, like, I have a big gaping... Like, I never saw it before it got closed up. But I guess I had, like, a gaping, like, sore. And we had to, like, go to my crush and borrow his car to take me to the hospital. And I'm walking through and all my guy friends are like, oh, my God, that looks so bad. And so we go to the hospital. I lied about how I don't smoke weed. And then um, they had to oh, glue my... Oh, they probably stitched you up wrong then. Well, they glued it. They were supposed to give you the non... The, the non-weed. The non-420. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, they did an MRI. Wait, this is was right fine. on your head? You, you can't see anything. Like, if I kind of like... Oh, actually, now I can. Yeah, there's a line there. Oh, yeah. Because they, like, glued it. So, like, oh. it was fine. But, um... Yeah, so that happened. My parents were like, were you drunk or high? And I was completely sober, which is <laughs> no, the worst part. No, just quirky. <laughs> I guess I'm kind of a manic pixie dream girl, and I, it almost killed me. <laughs> yeah, but like you can't be a manic pixie dream girl if you're like 5'10". Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. Just a pixie dream girl, I guess. <laughs> My friend was like... No, wait, I said it wrong. Still manic, not pixie. <laughs> yeah, more like a... Troll. No. Yeah. Uh, but my friend was like, did you Man forget how trolled. tall you were? <laughs> but yeah, and then like it was like $3,000 to get the MRI. And like, no. because it happened at school, my like, cause, and I was like under my mom's health insurance, they were like, okay, school has to pay for it. And school's like, no. So then they're like fighting over it. And it was like so awkward, but it got 
figure it out. But it was just a mess. And my parents were, like, so mad. They were, like, what the, f- like, what are you doing? What is you doing, bitch? You went to college and got dumber. <laughs> I also, I don't know why, but I'm imagine when you ran away, I was imagining you running uh, with your, both hands at your side, like, not moving your arms. <laughs> Honestly, probably. I was in a panic. I was, like. <laughs> I'm imagining them, like, flying behind you in the wind. <laughs> like, um, what, what, Naruto? run do you know what that is Mm-mm. the kids always do it they like run with their hands behind their back is that what the kids are doing yeah it's they're a, doing some of the craziest shit i've ever seen so i'm not surprised it's anime oh i get it okay yeah and it's like people are always like you always have that one kid running down the hallway like this <laughs> with their like rolly backpack oh yeah yeah we had rolly backpack kids for sure i got a rolly backpack but ended up wearing it because i was like this is stupid i'm not at the airport Okay, hi. For the listeners, the cat's doing something weird again. He's sitting on the her jacket. He likes it. They like sitting on... They like having something else to sit on besides the surface they're sitting on. Which I get. I like that, too. So I'm so allergic to cats. And oh, no. No, 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 no. And... But I live with one now. Oh, okay. So I'm, like, he's used really to he's really rubbing it. in on the... Yeah, I know. The hood, even. She's probably going to get mad. Um, no, you can just knock him down. He won't do a goddamn thing. Oh, no, I mean the cat I live with oh, is probably going to get mad. I thought you meant... <laughs> well, um, okay, what's the next face? Oh, yeah, so face then that injury. summer... Okay. I um, spent some time in Phoenix where I grew up. And then I went back to Tacoma early in the summer so I could, like move into my new house and hang out with my roommates and my friend Andrea and my friend Max were at Max's house and it was like July and there were blackberries and like even though it's like a city they were just like growing outside my friend's house so we're like picking blackberries and then my friend looks up and sees apples in a tree and she's like we should get those and I was like Max lift me up I'm tall and light foraging yeah (laughs) but it's like I know (laughs) so Max picks me up but he picks me up under my knees so I have like he's like holding like one foot of me while like the rest (laughs) is just like swaying 80% of your body is loose (laughs) and I just fall straight forward onto the road onto my Uh. chin and I just split it open but I just laid there and didn't do anything and then all of a sudden, like, and my friends are like, oh, shit. Oh, Olivia, are you okay? Oh, shit. And then I hear this, like, guy walk up. And I'm like, I'm not getting up. <laughs> and so this guy gets up. This guy comes up and he's like, hey, hey, is your friend okay? My friends are just like, uh. And he's like, no, she's not. You need to call 911. And my friend's like, no, no, we'll just, we'll get her there. Meanwhile, I'm just listening, but, like, laying there in my blood. Playing <laughs> possible. Yep. And uh, he's like, you need to call 911. And she's like, but it's expensive. And he's like, if I was over there, and I swear he said this, he goes, if I was over my yard on my ladder picking carrots and I fell and I was like, carrots are a root vegetable. Um, He's like, I'd want you to call the ambulance. So like he bullied my friends into calling 911. But the fire department came first. So I'm, like, finally, like, sitting up at this point, like, fuck. And, oh, no, no, I laid there until the fire. Oh, God damn it. It's so funny. 
Oh. I gotta get rid of these cats. <laughs> this is not... It's not just it's not conducive to the, this podcast life that I'm living. I um Hey. She's doing it for attention, just ignore her. Um <laughs> Yeah, right when I said hey, she was like oh. Hey They heard me. <laughs> oh you heard me? <laughs> okay, so you're oh, but, sitting up. No no no. So I'm laying down and then when the fire department comes they like have gauze to put under so then i can get Ooh, up this is really giving the this is giving goosebumps to think about your open chin well it wasn't just well, like it's probably it wasn't gaping it okay yeah we'll get there okay. so the fireman's like looks like we had an oopsie doodle <laughs> over here and i was like i'm 19 and uh then he said that he's like well next time don't let your boyfriend pick you up and i was like he's not my boyfriend stop making this weird <laughs> but then he's like yeah you're fine we're gonna cancel the ambulance because that's like nine thousand dollars and you could literally drive yourself and andrea's like i fucking told that old man so we go to urgent care the only people in the waiting room are babies and then me <laughs> and i have my flip phone there's like all these pictures of me with like my flip phone calling my parents like guess what happened and they were again like were you drunk or high and I was like I wish but I wasn't <laughs> just like just, just cold sober so I finally get back there and they clean out my chin so they this Ooh, is where it gets gross I'm sorry they uh they numb my chin and then this is the part where when I say this, because it was not at a hospital, the part I tell people this, they're like, those weren't doctors. Um, <laughs> they took a dry toothbrush and just br- tried getting all the shit out of my chin, <sighs> which I couldn't really feel because it was numb. But my friends were like, because it's this is our fault, out of solidarity, we're going to watch. <laughs> and so I look over and my friends are just pale, but they're like watching. They're like, this is our punishment. <laughs> Um, and so they, so then the doctor walks in with like another lady in a lab coat and she's like, so this is our resident, like she's doing her residency. Um, this is her last (laughs) day here. No, she goes, this is her last day here. Do you want to do the stitches? (laughs) And she's like, sure. And so she does my stitches wonky as hell. Like they're like, like I posted a picture of it on Facebook. My friend, my cousin's like those look too tight like that doesn't look good and then like my aunt said that there's usually supposed to be plastic surgeons around to make sure but like it's oh um, yeah i can see how jagged it is it's on the underside though yeah and then um and then this nurse came in and i was like and she kept calling me girlfriend she was like this white woman and she kept being like yeah girlfriend and then my (laughs) friend andrea who's like fully white like blonde was getting so mad like she was so angry she's like stop fucking calling her that like didn't say that out loud but like in her head she's just like why is this white woman calling my black friend's sister (laughs) and then um i was like is there anything i can't do she's like just don't eat any peanuts and we were like the fuck and then i went home (laughs) and i had no pain medicine i almost bought vicodin for the first time um under the table but i didn't (laughs) but um yeah so Ugh, that one, man, I wish, that one gave me the creeps a lot more than, like, uh, when people, like, shit their pants and stuff. I'm pretty, 
I think the gravel was really what was making me a little tingly. Shitting pants is like a mental illness to me. <laughs> <laughs> like when you shit your pants, I'm like, I don't know. I like have, I'm lactose intolerant. Like I talked to a doctor. They're like, you sound like you might have IBS. Never have I shit my pants. I've never shit my pants either. And people are always surprised to hear it. Um, uh, but no. I'm. We're not the weird ones. <laughs> <laughs> No, you know, I don't know. I think it's like, you know how some people, like, the enzymes in your mouth just make you really prone to, to getting uh, cavities? I think some people just have the shit your pants genes, and uh, I don't have them, but I get cavities like crazy. So. I think it's laziness. Would not trade, though. <laughs> like, you think they're too lazy, so they shit their pants? Like, a lot of t- like, this whenever is I... really edgy stuff that you're saying right now, and I might... <laughs> You might get this podcast canceled. <laughs> no, no, no. But, like, whoever I've asked who have done it recently have been guys, and they're like, I was wasted. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Or, like... Or the next day, they're hungover. I think it's... I think Or it'll be like, times, I farted. Yeah. They're hungover, so they're, they're sh- they got some wet, you know, <laughs> is wet. I'm just like, how do you know... How do you not know your body enough to know that you're just about to, like... Leak. Just shart. <laughs> Like, you feel it. You're not just like, oh, I pooped. Well, like, I don't you're know like, because Ugh. I've never done it, so maybe that is what it is. You know, maybe it just happens. Like, the only <laughs> like only one I'm worried I'm going to share is, like, if I have diarrhea and, like, any fart could be a poop. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like when I'm sick and I'm not on the toilet, I'm like, you're not on a fart. <laughs> no farting here. <laughs> Very strict no farting policy. <laughs> So at our live show, we put out slips of paper for the audience to write down their own disgusting ladylike stories, and these are some of those stories. Uh, okay, and I will start. I was having sex with this guy with a condom, and halfway through, we lost the condom. So he just put another one on and kept fucking me, which, <laughs> what an interesting thing to do. Uh, the next day, I was having terrible cramps, and I suddenly remembered... We never found the condom. Long story short, I spent a long time in the bathroom with my hand up my vagina digging the condom out. How, how, We've all been there. How hard was he hitting it? Like, that it just yeeted off? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just flung off. He's in the backboard. <laughs> She's like, he hit my IUD. You know what? Just recently, I accidentally, like, pulled it. I, like, pulled the condom. I, like, I got off as a condom... Stay oh my god, me. I thought you were about to say, you know, I almost pulled out my IUD no, the other no, day, no. I, that's why I was so panicked. No, that thing's pretty far in, I think. <laughs> that one's pretty deep inside, but I do know somebody that pulled hers out uh, when she's drunk. Yes, it's a really bone-chilling thought. So is it my turn now? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> okay, I was... Working on a trail crew in Washington State, where I lived, um, and had all my accidents. It takes a while to get used to taking a dump in oh, the woods. Oh, you were saying that. I thought you were reading that. Oh, no, 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 I was no like, sorry. why are you putting air quotes around this? <laughs> oh, sorry, no. Oh, sorry, no. I'm from Washington. Okay, but okay, I'm back. Anyway, it takes a while to get used to taking a dump in the woods, but after, <laughs> after your... Oh, after four or five months, I felt like a pro until one day I was squatting over my whole mid-wipe when my project manager, who definitely didn't know my name, started making his way to our work site. I froze, hoping he wouldn't see me, but he deaf did and apologized 
profusely. I really felt that one because, like, mm-hmm. pooping in the woods is really hard. I've never shed in the woods, but I really want to. But I, but I pee outside, like, too much. One time I Whenever was, I can. I, like, peed in an alley once. My friends have a photo of my, like, whole ass. <laughs> um, and I, like, I think I accidentally pooped. And I was like, leave me alone. <laughs> um... <laughs> But also, I have, like... Okay, you never show your pants, but you accidentally poop sometimes, which is very similar. <laughs> so that's a fine line. No, but, like, when I, like my body's like, oh, you're on the toilet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're in the middle of an alley. But, uh, oh, and then also, I have walked in on people and had people walk in on me in the bathroom, like, going to the bathroom. Yeah. One time I was going to the bathroom at a party, and this, like, guy just, like, busts in and goes immediately to the, like mirror and I'm like peeing and he's like looking at his face I'm like hello and he's like is there something on my face and I was like get out and he was like oh fine and then stormed out was there anything on his face though? I don't think I don't know I was peeing I mean that would be really embarrassing for him if there was oh <laughs> uh, okay I've got another shit one I had I had a really bad case of diarrhea I sat on the toilet and a whole shitload came out of me after I finished, I flushed the toilet, and the great flood commenced. No. Uh, consequently, the flood made its way down to my neighbor. I called my landlord to remedy the situation. That's my biggest fear. That's why you gotta live on the second floor, because otherwise, the sh- otherwise your neighbor's shit could leak into your house. You mean, <laughs> oh, yeah, I was gonna say, you mean the first floor, but no, that it can... You gotta, li- yeah, you gotta be the one shitting, the way I see it. It's a shitter, get... Sh- Shit on, shit on world. It's like if you're going to be in a bunk bed, be on the top bunk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Even though you could roll out and hit your head, which was my fear. But you can't get peed on. No, but yeah, you could get concussed. <laughs> yeah, it seems like fair trade, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so this next one is <laughs> when you think you're going home with the guy you went to the bar with, but you wake up the next morning next to a stranger. I haven't, I haven't done that exactly, but one night we were at, um... We're at Big Shitty, uh, in Lakeview, Big City, <laughs> um, and I was I, literally the only times I've ever been to that bar. Actually, you know, I think it was after the Laugh Factory Christmas yeah. party a couple years ago, two years ago maybe, and I was so drunk, and I thought I was making I <laughs> until the next day I didn't realize I thought I was making out with the same guy. Uh, and it was like three different guys. They just were like t- tallish. I don't know. I thought they were all the same. Somebody's like, you mean I was like four different? I was like, what? Pardon? <laughs> no, it was one guy. So that was that was interesting to hear. <laughs> I mean, it was like a whole fraternity. <laughs> that bar should be illegal. Close it down. Yeah, the only time I've been there is like a fight. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. kind of gnarly. Uh, yeah. um okay wait i okay i have one more the first time i ever rode the cta a man with a giant cock masturbated at me welcome to chicago (laughs) what the fuck i um has that that's never happened to me i've never seen anybody jacking off on that yeah no i haven't either i've never seen you jack off on the train i don't want to and if i'm on my way to work i'm telling you wants to i'm telling you bosses (laughs) I'm telling you, boss. Me, I actually don't want to see that. So, <laughs> I guess but I'm not like other girls. <laughs> if, if I was on my way to work and I saw that, I would just. You'd call off, yeah, right? 
I believe like yeah because that's like a sick day I feel like yeah yeah or like if I'm, you got hit by like a car on the way to work you wouldn't go to work I'm being, and it's very being masturbated up yeah it's, it's similar it's emotionally getting hit by well something <laughs> I had a coworker who got thrown up on on the train and came to work and I was like Ugh. no my body would have shut down and I would have been doa dead on arrival. <laughs> Like, no, absolutely not. I've, like, flipped off my bike on the way to work, and I still went to work. Like, I was fine. I was okay, but I was just, like, I got to work, and I was like, I fell off my bike. Like, <laughs> I tripped up the escalator. Yeah, and I, like, I had to go. They were like, go, just go calm down for a second. I was, like, trying to, I was like, no, it's fine. I'm at work now. Like, like just weeping in front of everyone. <laughs> I didn't cry, but I, like, hobbled. Like, I fucked up my knee but I like you need to be more careful I know I like trip up the escalator and so I like hobble into work stairs that you don't need to walk up you can I, stand there and oh because they were like to the top. I was going to work oh so you're late so I was like and I had coffee and like a like breakfast Aww. sandwich and I threw and the away. breakfast sandwich got ground into the escalator no I think I ate it um <laughs> but I threw the coffee away but, no, I, like, hobble into work with, like, a bloody knee and, like, my, like, jeans ripped. And I have, like, managers, like, sit down and, like, bring gauze <laughs> to me. And I was, like, oh. <laughs> there is, um, like, little kids, they're, when their shoelaces are untied, they've had their fucking legs get pulled into the escalator. Because no. the shoelace gets in. They're well, like... and that's something that my, that I, someone told me one time. So, actually, that could be completely false. Mm-hmm. But it sounds real, doesn't it? <laughs> well, there's a 90-day fiancé before the 90 days, and this woman goes to Amsterdam to meet her online boyfriend, um, as people do, and she was wearing, like, stiletto Louis Vuittons, and they got stuck in the escalator, oh, and, like, broke the escalator, and, like, people had to come, and they had but a guy with, like, a measurement. In. No, she just was, was like, oh! and, like, it, <laughs> and it, like, broke it. And then she's like, oh, my stilettos are all... Oh. Stiletto heels, truly, I don't... It, it doesn't compute for me. There's no reason for that. Disgusting. I guess your butt is the reason. But it's like... My thing is like, okay, so when you're standing, maybe your butt looks better. But when you're walking, you look like hell. Like, <laughs> you're like... <coughs> I look like I'm walking around on stilts. There's some people who, like, can just, like... Yeah. It looks like they're in tennis shoes. Wild. I can barely stand up. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> I can just barely stand. Yeah, truly. Yeah. yeah, you need to be, you need to be, you need to wear a helmet. <laughs> One time, Jarrell said I walk like a single mom. What does and that mean? I don't know. Just like that I have somewhere to be all the oh. time. And then I told Tom Wisdom, shout out, and uh, Tom goes, that's not true you walk like a baby giraffe. I was like, that's meaner. <laughs> um, oh, okay. This is the last one I have. So they wanted us to do something for them. What? Um, so they said, I am what you call a crack addict. Okay. Kind of problematic. Um, <laughs> but it's not what you think. Okay, good. I watch chiropractic videos on YouTube constantly to hear the sound of people cracking their bones. Back, knuckles neck whatever can you do me a favor and count to three and everyone cracks something all at once thanks <laughs> oh wow i did not see that one so this is asmr that would have actually been wild uh at the show i didn't I, yeah i think i read it and wow interesting saw a crack at that it actually would have like, been, that's not this show that would have been kind of interesting uh for everyone are you gonna crack it yeah oh are i you don't gonna crack? i can't crack thing i don't know how to do it the, oh, I just oh. did one. You just I had to... one little one. 
My, it was just my my oh. thumb I can crack sometimes, but that's You're it. Like, I'm not a big cracker. Mm. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> like, please be careful. No, I do it all the time. I feel like you're going to do your neck and you're going to, like, slump. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, great. I'm going to, like, break my foot. I'm going to roll you Like, did you hear that crack? <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Our live story comes from Mary Z. Mary produces a show called Arguments and Grievances, and this was recorded in January of 2020. Here's Mary Z. So, in my 20s, I had a very itchy pussy. <laughs> One day in my early 20s, it started, and then it just kind of continued for a good part of the decade. I consider having an itchy pussy a defining part of my 20s, along with crappy temp jobs and fucking guys who didn't own real beds. <laughs> so this, this itching that I had, uh, it, was, it was isolated mainly to my landing strip, and camel toe area. Uh, so kind of like a, like an upside down Y of irritation. Uh, and for the more musically inclined in the crowd, just like picture a tuning fork on my, on my crotch right here, in front of my jeans. And so one day in my early 20s, uh, this area started to itch. Uh, so I would scratch it. And it would feel really good for a little bit, scratching it. But of course, by, by scratching it, it would irritate the area more, which would mean I'd have to scratch it more, which would mean it would itch more. And then it was just a vicious cycle until all of a sudden I had this like raw, irritated, pussy tuning fork area. And I regretted ever touching my pussy in the first place. So when this first started happening, I obviously went to my gynecologist. Uh, I got an exam, uh, a full STI panel, and the official diagnosis was, uh, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know what this is. Uh, which in hindsight was almost worse than being diagnosed with an STI because if it had been an STI, the doctor would have probably actually done something about it. Uh, but instead, because they had no idea what it was, they were just like, uh, stop scratching it, don't, don't touch it, and uh, put lotion on it, keep it lotioned. Uh, <laughs> so I, uh, that's what I did, and I, it, but it kept happening, and that's the same thing that like every gynecologist I went, I went to for the rest of my 20s, I'd like, I'd go there, they'd give me an STI panel, they didn't know what it was, and they'd just say like, Vaseline? <laughs> uh, and it gets to the point where like every gynecologist was saying this to me, so I just kind of stopped bringing it up to doctors. And I was just resigned with the fact that I would be dealing with an itchy pussy for the rest of my life. It would be part of my everyday routine. And it was. Uh, my itchy pussy, it took up a lot of my mental space. Uh, it just, it felt itchy all the time. 
And I was doing what all of those gynos told me. I was constantly lotioning it and, and doing my best not to scratch it. And this would help a little bit, but the itch persisted at all times. And, and all, all day there would be this running debate in the back of my head like, can I scratch it? Should I scratch it? Do I dare to scratch it? And sometimes when I was, when I was lotioning it, um, it was like I had unknowingly set a trap for myself. You know, like, I'd, I'd be slathering my pubic mound with some aloe-infused Vaseline, and all of a sudden my fingernail would just suddenly scratch the skin a little bit. And it would feel so good just to have that tiny scratch. And then it was like I would black out for a few minutes and I'd come to, and I'd just have like white Vaseline aloe like coming out of my fingernails and then like just a, just a raw red pussy. <laughs> just like a Lady Macbeth moment. Like what's going on? And like if I, if I itched the area too much, it would get like, it would get really, it would get really raw and it would get like a, a texture that I can only describe as wet snake scales. <laughs> and, if I, and if I itched it too much, um, I would some, sometimes if I got like in a frenzy, uh, <laughs> it would end up, I would end up like breaking the skin a little bit. So like the next day I would be like walking around like no one knows I have like a dry cracked puss right now. <laughs> and, and if I had a date, uh, I had to make sure that I didn't touch my pussy for like at least 24 hours before the date um, because if someone were going to see me naked, I wanted to make sure that my pussy looked as normal as possible. Um, I just remember thinking like, I don't want them to see it and think that I have an STI, which is how fucked up STI stigma is in our society, that even if you know for a fact that you don't have an STI, the idea that someone might possibly think you have one is terrifying. Um, and so I, I would do this routine, but, but even if I was very diligent about my, my lotion and uh, touching abstinence routine, um, I would still always have like a little bit of like redness and irritation uh, in the area. Um, so because of that, I, I was like very self-conscious about it, and I would always try to um, like hide my pussy from my sex partners. Um, like I hated having sex with the lights on because like all I could think about is what they were thinking about what my pussy looked like. Um, even with like long-term partners, I never wanted them to look directly at the pussy. <laughs> you know, like oral sex with the lights on, absolutely not. <laughs> um, and in my late 20s, I like, I kind of started to have like a sexual awakening. I was like, um, like kind of like exploring kinks, exploring polyamory. I was just kind of like having these like new experiences. But even then, I did not want anyone that I was fucking to see my pussy. And also, it dictated how I groomed my pubic hair. Um, during this time, I, I, kept a, I kept a long bush, but not, not because I felt empowered to be natural, it's because I needed it to be a diversion, you know? Like, you can't tell that I have a red and irritated pussy if it's like, if it has camouflage, you know? <laughs> 
and uh, you know, surprising a partner with like with a with a bear pussy for like a little treat out of the question. Okay, if if I did that, it would require the same amount of strategy as effort and effort as an actress getting styled for the Oscars. It just I didn't have that kind of time. Um, and sex also created a lot of challenges for me with with what was happening. Um, the, the friction would irritate the area, um, and often, in the middle of sex, I would need to itch. <laughs> I'd reach down, let out a little moan. <laughs> my boyfriend would think I was rubbing my clit. I wasn't. <laughs> During sex, I, I wasn't focused on my own pleasure. It was all about when I could scratch my pussy <laughs> and how to keep them from noticing it. So there I was, a 29-year-old with an itchy crotch and low pussy self-esteem. What a tragedy. This would all change once I turned 30. Um, so I was looking for a new gynecologist. Um, because my, my previous gynecologist, um, she didn't be mad. She told me um, that I would stop I would stop having panic attacks if I quit doing comedy. Um, and like in hindsight, maybe you have a point. Uh, like, but I was like, okay, I'm a female comedian. If I want someone to touch my pussy and tell me to not do comedy, I'll go on a fucking date. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so one of my friends recommended her gynecologist, so I went to go see uh, Dr. Wise. Uh, now, Dr. Wise is a fantastic doctor. She's smart. She's non-judgmental. Uh, it's also important for you to know that she talks like the South Park character, Mr. Garrison. Um, so she's, I'm in the stirrup, she's examining me, and she's looking at, uh, at, at me, uh, and uh, she's just like, I'm noticing some irritation in the pubic bone area, okay? Is that, have you noticed that, okay? And I'm like, I'm very blasé about the whole thing because I know she can't help me. I'm like, yeah, I've had it. I've had STI panels, like, whatever. And she said something to me that no medical professional had said to me ever, which was, oh, we should find out what it is. Okay? <laughs> And so two weeks later, I got a, a vaginal biopsy, which sounds very scary. So let me make it easier by um, telling you about it in the voice of my doctor. Uh, <laughs> so you're gonna undress from the waist down, okay? I'm gonna put a numbing agent on the area, okay? And then I'm gonna inject you with local anesthetic, okay? Uh, and then we're gonna cut off a sample of the affected area. Okay, and then we'll send that to the lab. Okay, <laughs> and so so I get I get the biopsy. I get a, a mocha frappuccino, my go-to treat after any gyno appointment. Uh, and then I I go home and I, I I and I wonder what the results will be. Uh, and so uh, a week later, I, I finally get a call from my doctor, and the diagnosis is just eczema. It's fucking eczema. I have eczema on my pussy, okay? So it, it, it just means I have clinically dry and irritated skin. And so this is crazy because when I was a kid, 
I used to get eczema, like on my knee and elbow pits. And just so happened in my 20s, I got it on my pussy, the body's ultimate pit. And, <laughs> and my doctor said what happened is I probably just had like a flare up in the area and because it never got treated properly, it never got a chance to heal, so it just never went away. Um, so she, she prescribed me a steroid cream for it. Um, so I went home and I rubbed the cream on my pussy like I had done with Vaseline so many times before without, without, without any results. And I started to notice a difference in two hours. <laughs> And the redness and irritation completely disappeared the very next fucking day. There's a lot of conflicted emotions in the audience. I also had a lot of conflicted emotions when like this result happened so quickly. Like a part of me was pissed off, um, like partially at myself for not like advocating for myself to doctors that I wanted to figure out what was going on. But mostly I was mad at all the doctors I saw that like didn't really seem to care about this when there was just an easy, it was just a $10 cream at Walgreens. <laughs> um, and I, I kind of realize now that like sometimes doctors like, especially gynecologists, they only care if something is like affecting your fertility. And this was like the first doctor that actually cared about like my pleasure and my general quality of life. Uh, Dr. Sharon Wise, she's great, go see her. <laughs> don't, don't tell her that I made fun of her voice. Uh, <laughs> but, but the thing that I felt, I felt most deeply was gratitude and joy. Within two days, I was walking around with a different mindset, with a confidence that I can only describe as new pussy energy. <laughs> I felt like I had a new body and, and a positive connection to it that I never felt before in my life. It's been a few years since that, and I have to tell you, it is amazing to not have to worry about this anymore and to not walk around with a constant discomfort in my pants anymore. Um, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not ashamed of how my pussy looks anymore. I think it looks spectacular. <laughs> Uh, I'd show it to all of you if I could, but it's not the type of show. Uh, so, so while I do wish that this issue could have gotten resolved sooner, um, I'm more not my pussy woes of the past. I celebrate my pussy opportunities of the future. Thank you guys so much. You've been listening to the Ladylike Podcast. I've been here with Olivia Perry. My Instagram and Twitter are both Alarvia. Follow me. Where else? Your root. I'm Jenna Gephardt, and this podcast has been produced by me. If you'd like to check out our live show, it happens every third Monday of the month at Cafe Mustache in Logan Square. Our live show is produced by Carly Ballerini, Allison Dunn, Sarah Sherman, and myself. The theme song is performed by Natalie Grace Alford. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Ladylike Chicago, and to subscribe and rate this podcast, and we'll see you next week. Bye.